This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 1, Episode 16, A Lack of Honesty. It's oh, a gloomy title. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Uh, episode 16. Announcement. Getting ever closer to the finale. Um, but yes, announcements. Let's start with announcements. Um, first announcement is that as you are listening to this on Tuesday morning, afternoon, whatever, um, basically going into the evening, uh, this is you're in like the zero hour for uh, submitting any questions or feedback or content that you want us to touch on during our post-game chatter uh, in our finale, because we're going to be recording the finale today, Tuesday the 29th, the day that this episode that you're listening to right now is being released. So um, submit your questions right now. Pause this episode <laughs> and send us questions about the other episodes that you've listened to <laughs> or whatever. Um, we've gotten some good questions so far. We intend to answer all of them during the post-game chatter. Um, so send us more. We, want, we would love to uh, uh, address all the feedback we can get from you guys. Yeah, stop the podcast here and we'll wait. Did you do it yet? Welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can find us um, uh, by our email, which is fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. We're on Facebook at forward slash essentialnpcs podcast. We're also at uh, Twitter, Instagram uh, at essentialnpcs. Yep. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. Um, <laughs> uh, do we have other announcements going forward? I'm going to take that as a no. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so in that case, uh, let's just go right into words with the DM. Hi. Hi, DM. Hi. Uh, this is words with the DM. Hi. Uh, about episode, <laughs> man, like 16 episodes in, you'd think I'd like be ready for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode, we're going to talk about episode 15 Beard combs there and potlucks. <laughs> you, you always expect me to forget the name of the episode. Most of the time. I I've, do. Yeah. I usually do. But this time I had it. Beard combs, beard combs and potlucks. Uh, uh, every time you say beard combs, all I think of is, oh, this happened behind the scenes. But um, when uh, we were recording uh, Crethlin's intro. Oh, and he could not say <laughs> beard comb made from the rib of a bear. <laughs> beard comb. Bre- Beer comb <laughs> made from a rib of a bear, rib of a bear, rib of a bear, rib of a And then it was a bear comb from the yeah. rib of a beard. <laughs> it was just bad. He anyway. had a lot of troubles during that intro. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so let's let's get on back on track. Yes, yes. We're, uh, words with a DM. Uh, hi. Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> uh, episode 15. Uh, what, what happens in episode 15? Oh, right. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, we run into to uh, fucking Revere. Hey, language. What? Uh, yeah, uh, we have our our first run-in 
uh, with Reverian, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he tries to uh, murder Killas, and Lariola magic those away. That uh, that scene was uh, was intense. I remember everyone like like got really like as soon as there was the slow clap and we turned around, we were like, "Oh fuck, boss fight!" <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then it was it was made very clear that uh, we would have died in that boss fight, and we had to get the fuck out. Um, so that was a, that was a cool little uh, cool little moment. Uh, yeah. So it was a it was a set piece. It was a piece that I had ready for a long time originally with enna but enna has not appeared so uh <laughs> we we failed to rescue enna from the, 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 the story took a turn okay. and um <laughs> and so lariel took that place um uh. and uh yeah it will it all all because you guys didn't or you saved Bryn, everything changed. Mm. Alternate universe. Alternate universe where <laughs> Bryn's alive. Speaking of which, Bryn, we run what? into Bryn. Yay. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, and then super, super heartbreaking when I realized that he was just floating because he can't use his legs anymore because the assassination attempt took the use of his legs. And it was really sad. Yeah, that was sad. But, <laughs> um, you know, the thing that I always um, have trouble reconciling with role-playing games is that there are no uh, permanent consequences except for death. And uh, even then, eh, there's a resurrection spell, there's revivify, there's There's, a couple other things. There's ways around it. But, like, there's no, like, if you're hurt, you just heal. And, you know, and I I thought, um, I've always thought that there should be more permanent disabilities. Some kind of consequence for for nearly dying, even if magic brings it back. I liked it. It was nice. And with the return to Baldur's Gate and Bryn uh, came basically a lot of opportunities for really fun role playing. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of that was you guys taking the opportunity to go back and visit I don't know, everyone you've Every single met. NPC we've run into so far? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that was really cool. I mean, we always like the whole, uh, we basically like... Got, it was like, extremely difficult is what it was. Well, we got like an adrenaline shot of uh, of like plot uh, with, you know, the attack from Reverian and, uh, uh, you know, getting sent back and Bryn being there, you know, and then Bryn's like, oh yeah, he's in, uh, you know, the Condath Forest. I know that now because of you guys and we're like oh sweet let's fucking do this mm-hmm. and so then we go we go through like you know uh trying to muster up all the friends we've we've made throughout this uh throughout our journeys and uh, you know that gave us the opportunity to like revisit you know old turf that we had hit in the earlier episodes and talk to those old characters that we've you know loved and had a lot of fun with the first time around we got to learn the name names of the goliaths yep um and that that is like a player's like super rewarding and fun uh to be able to like see the fruits of your labor you know at the end we're like yeah we've made these allies yeah it was great i was really proud of you guys for not just being like let's go immediately like you guys decided to like muster the troops and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know really get down to business but you were given a two-week waiting period and you took advantage of that and yeah. that was great <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh it was it was really fun um but i think that everybody's uh uh everybody's well except for maybe oberon on sort of the upswing yeah you know <laughs> and, and, and it's great because um darren was like oh, i failed and he was like really down and uh and now he's back with ruth and getting to be a little bit getting some dad time yeah <laughs> and uh you know um 
and the bank card gives a riveting uh, speech. <laughs> Cuthbert, <laughs> Cuth- or Cuthbert, Cuthbert. Yeah. Only 10 times, and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you still have to be sensible about your excitement. Right, come on. M- measure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Crethlin. Like everything with Crethlin, oh my God. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this opportunity, jumping right into favorite parts <laughs> and I am just everything with Gretlin, like the whole scene between him and Andrew. I mean, I was unable as a spectator to contain myself during the recording cause I just kept laughing at everything. Like, and I even say it in the episode, it's like, it's like asking her to prom. He's like, do you want to come like fight this evil wizard with me? I don't know if you want to, I don't know. Do you think maybe you might want to do that with me? <laughs> 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 yep, uh, Seth did a superior job in making that awkward. Yeah. In the yeah. best way. That, that all was my favorite part. What about you? What was your favorite part? The last about, oh, I don't know, 15 seconds of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that stole the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, where uh, Bankard's like, so. Ruth. She's single? She's single. <laughs> I, just like, I just like the mental image I have of that scene is like, he's like, do you want to have some tea? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so they sit down and then uh, Darren goes and starts sipping his tea right as uh, Bankard's sitting there like kind of looking at his teacup and goes, so uh, Ruth, she's single? And then just giant spit take. That's what I like <laughs> to imagine happened. was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then credits roll. <laughs> I think that was really. Um, it was very. I was that was unexpected for me. Um, as we record, of course, Covert's remote, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but I still get to see him uh, through the chat, and um, just like seeing his eyes like light <laughs> up, like whenever he gets a really good idea uh, or something he thinks is like really funny, he just like his face like changes, and uh, and like seeing that, and then him being like so uh, and like tilting his head a little bit like he was actually edging over to Darren and and it was great it was really really fun yeah yeah um not only hilarious and a great way to end the episode but again just more character development in in this in this episode more uh, uh of everyone's personal stories starting to progress now that like because this whole this whole series so far has been like mostly us progressing the meta plot mostly us like going along and like kind of getting to know each other a little bit but like our our characters have only progressed just a little bit and now i think during this reprieve this this mustering before what seems to be the final battle uh we're getting a chance to really develop our characters and have them you know showcase how they've grown and changed through this journey um, and again, that's just a really fun part for the player to like, you know, to test like where, how your character is different now. I think, I think we, we have found a nice little lull in the story to really get some good role playing. And I think these next couple episodes, we're going to get to like, see a lot of good stuff, uh, from all of the different characters, uh, leading up to what is ultimately going to be, uh, Awesome climax, I'm sure. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Where we all burn and die because we're going to try and go up against (laughs) Reverian. You guys have some pretty strong allies. We have an airship. You you do have an airship. Yeah, Andrew said yeah. <laughs> she she said yes to go to the prom with Kreplin. Yeah, yes, no, maybe. Check the box. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, yeah, uh, let's 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 go ahead and jump into the into the next episode. I think that's a, a nice uh, a nice little words with the DM and, and hi. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's time to uh, listen to episode sixteen, a lack of honesty. Enjoy. Well met. My name is Oberon Delgado, a Turmish gladiator hailing from a remote desert village called Evershade. As quick with a sword as I am with my cutting wit, on a typical day you can expect to find me in one of two places. The local fighting pits, or the library. When I was a young boy, a stroke of luck led me to discover a buried chest that had once belonged to a master bard called Hoban Baybason. Amongst his belongings were an old cracked ocarina and a leather-bound journal. Within its pages, I found obscure glyphs and diagrams from which I began to decipher the mysteries of the arcane. Over a decade later, I'm still attempting to unlock all the secrets this journal has to offer. While I've only been on the road for a few years now, I've crossed the path of more than a few interesting traveling companions. As is the bardic way, I've taken to listening to their stories and occasionally even joining in on some of their adventures. The most recent of these companions came in the form of a mountain dwarf named Kreflin, whom I met in a tavern brawl a few months back. In his company, I found myself swept up in a journey that makes the fighting pits seem dull in comparison. Until now, I've simply documented the stories of others. But something tells me I'll be chronicling my own tales for posterity soon enough. I'm called Kreflin Partintelin, officer of the clan Thrain, barbarian and mountain dwarf of the highest caliber. I was a military lad before the first hairs grew on my chin and I served for 200 years until they retired me and put me in the fucking lawmaker's guild. I used to lead every clan migration between strongholds, scouting ahead, clearing the path, destroying threats, but once they retired me I had to travel with the civilians. Well. I didn't have that for long. I left my clan three decades ago now and wouldn't return for all the gold in the caverns. I'm a traveler now. The laws of the Thrin are still close to my heart. For years, my officer salary kept me afloat, but I've run flat broke now and have to work for my logger. Luckily, there's lots to be done with a maul and a hand axe. Oberon started following me around about seven or eight moons ago. The lad annoys the shite out of me, but he has his moments. Mostly he's there to tell my tale once I've finally been slain by some tough bastard. I suppose he's useful for something. If you want a glimpse into my travels, just take a look in my knapsack. I've got a centaur's tail cut with my own hands. I've got a beard comb made from the rib of a bear, the one whose skin I've got round my shoulders there. Just look at that face. I've got a bottle of wine from the finest elven pantry and I've got plenty of room for more trophies of the like. I go piss off before I make you eat your teeth. I'm Benkard Brightwood, paladin of the Cuthbertine Order. I was sent by my order to assist the Thieves' Guild. For a bunch of brigands, they surprisingly do quite a bit of God's work. When I arrived, I met a group of fellow adventurers. We came across this funny little halfling by the name of Barley. Barley was rather annoying, but all in all, I could tell he was a good man. 
And when Barley was killed, just because he was annoying, never felt so helpless in my life. Felt like I let down St. Cuthbert and the common man he's supposed to protect, that I was supposed to protect. That night I swore an oath to Barley, to everyone. If you're ever harmed by evil, I, Bankard Brightwood, Paladin of St. Cuthbert, shall use his blessings to make you whole again, and harness his wrath to cleave evil in two. I'm Darren Draug. They call me the cleaner. Whenever there's a dirty job, I'm the guy that Thieves Guild calls to clean it up. I think fast, I talk fast, I act fast. I was born a wood elf, but I'd say I'm more of a city elf now. I don't see my family much anymore. At 351 years old, I'm just over the proverbial hill, and I've been doing what I'm doing for a long time. I bounced around Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep for a century or two, mostly cleaning, with a brief detour into doomed romance. I've never been much of a family man, especially since the job tends to get in the way. Occasionally the differing nature of mortality between elves and humans gets in the way as well. But in recent years, I've been watching the next generation of Thieves Guild members grow up and come into their own, the latest of which is my dear young friend Bryn the Handsome who called me in for a particularly dirty job. And unless my experience is wrong, with this job and these companions, it's gonna take a lot of cleaning. The last time we left our adventurers, uh, they were reunited with their friend Bryn, moments out of be, uh, after being separated from Lariel Silverfront, who seemingly fell into the clutches of their arch nemesis at this point, yeah, Reverian Bellator. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, they proceeded to reach out to all of those who they've become friends with over the course of their quest um, to see if they could, in fact gain the support they needed to uh, take Reverian on down once and for all, uh, take him down once and for all, um, go up against him. Uh, the party split. Crethlin uh, joined his uh, airship crew friends. Um, Darren, so many air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Darren spent some quality time with his daughter, Ruth, who he was recently reunited with. Um, Bankard uh, refound his faith in the <laughs> temple of, and also managed to find some kick-ass gauntlets, be presented with some kick-ass gauntlets that um, gave him the strength of a giant. Thank um, you, St. Cuthbert. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Oberon, who, after studying the journal he's been carrying around for years, started to get a little... Wigged out. <laughs> sure, let's go with wigged out. Wigged out, yeah. Um, That's the word. After, yep. after studying it for a while. Uh, time has passed, and it's two weeks later. You get a message from Bryn that uh, the scouts are back, and... What do you do? Why we reconvene. Yes, we do. Bryn's office. 
where it all began. <laughs> so this isn't this isn't two weeks later, right? Or is this two weeks later? This is two weeks later. Okay. Two weeks. Has anything happened in the interceding weeks that you guys want to talk about? Sweet training montages. Uh, it goes to it goes to Bankar taking a sip of tea and uh, oh, that's right. Him spitting <laughs> it out, <laughs> or and uh, Darren spitting his out, and it just goes on to the next scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where Darren's answer was. Um, <laughs> Perhaps it will all be revealed in the epilogue. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a flashback. Yeah. Okay, so we're back at Bryn's office. Uh, yeah, you head back to the tavern late. outside. Of are we bringing our allies with us, or are we just reconvening to plan? I think we're just reconvening to plan at the moment. We have to hear what his scouts found out. Cool beans. Bankard's so- a couple minutes <clears throat> late. Sorry, guys. I was having lunch with uh, looks at Darren, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, got very tense. <laughs> I feel that too, Kratlin. Hmm. This is weird. Right? Like Everything's fine. Things are fine. What's going on? What'd you, what's your yeah, what did, what did you? Yeah. What did your spies find out, Bryn? So, um, the ones that were able to return, they uh, did find, in fact, an pretty thriving elven settlement. Um, that somehow, probably through magic, has been able to stay off the proverbial radar. Um, What's a radar? (laughs) All right, we're stretching this joke a little farther. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Radar is this scrying thing that's like the entire continent. Um, Uh, It it does like a census every couple of years. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, you're not, only the cool people know really, so. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I knew about it. I read about it in a book once. Fucking roll bluff, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so they were able to return. Uh, It seems uh, that the city itself is pretty permeable as far as, you know, getting inside and and seeing what's going on, interacting with elves, um, the elves that are there. Uh, But uh, there is a stronghold up in the trees um, that they weren't able to really enter or find really a way in. The E-trees? The very, very tall trees. Oh. Yeah, the stronghold's up inside the trees. Uh-huh. So as far as what they described was the, these, they're very huge, huge trees, um, you know, akin to... I don't know if you've heard of this place, but like California, it's got these like kind of have like redwood. No idea. Um, and uh, the the foundation is actually built into the tree branches, but it's an actual building, um, and uh, probably kept up there with a combination of excellent craftsmanship and magic. So maybe we could drop into that from the sky. Did you happen to uh, reach Andri? And, and I noticed you've been missing for the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, joined her crew for a short time. Just, you know, make a little extra money. Um, but she is on board to transport us with her magical flying apparatus. That is helpful. Right? <laughs> and what also, ab- she's got a lot of weapons on that thing. 
Hmm. An airship. Hey. Interesting. Um, and what about everybody else? Have we heard back from the Red Lady yet? Have we? Have we? Yes. She writes back that she, given the information that you were able to provide, she uh, has sent a contingent of elves towards the Condath Forest that will that will meet you over there um, and provide support as needed. What's the official word on the paladins? Uh, you've been training with them for two weeks. Um, they're Feels not so as funny. impressive as you are because, well... You're kind of awesome. Um, it's the mustache. <laughs> uh, they're all trying to grow mustaches now. <laughs> um, and um, th- there's um, 12 that are willing to join the cause. Most of them have never really been outside of the cities. Um, you know, the, the Sword Coast, like Waterdeep, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter area. Little paladin babies. Oh, Junior paladin. <laughs> no word on Robert. <laughs> Dang it. Aww. Use my ace up my sleeve. <laughs> what are we going to do without Robert, you guys? God damn it. <laughs> I think we got to replan. And any word from Lacey? Uh, our mercenary contingent? <laughs> surprisingly, no. Interesting. Now look to the uh, look for first light on the fifth day. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder what's become of her. I hope Fabrizio didn't prove too much trouble, or that she's not on the wrong side of this conflict. Uh, she's a trusted contact of yours, right? It would certainly hmm. has been for years. Well, we still have. I want to put some tendrils out in the criminal underworld. See if anyone knows what happened to uh, Lacrima, the tiefling. Sure, do it. I do. <laughs> um. Okay, so do we have a game plan? Are we just going in? Do we want to sneak in and strike from inside? Do we have a plan? I, I was thinking, yes, I, would think, I was thinking we would drop in from the sky if possible. Uh, maybe um, see if uh, Bevash, that griffin guy, has some griffins. <laughs> that would be cool. But uh, I was hoping on the way over we might be able to lure out some of um, some of his kids and, and take them on one by one. Because as we as you recall, we were being followed. If we yeah. could find a way to prevent them from running away, maybe we could take them out. Do um, uh, did your spies notice any type of armament that uh, the people in this village had or in that stronghold um, did it just seem like civilians or does is has Reverian managed to amass fighters to his cause are we going to be dealing with just his family and, or, or do they actually have uh, an army of sorts uh, from what they could tell um, they uh, didn't see a whole lot of you know weaponed fighters um, but uh, they couldn't see in the fort, which is rather large. It's actually on top of the, the like, ground settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they, the people who are in the settlement are mostly displaced elves. Right, so we want to avoid that. They're civilians, essentially. Right, I was just wondering what kind of numbers we're up against here. Well, if, if, if we'd uh, be drawing out just his children or his children and some amount of 
force. Well, the fewer of them know we're there, the better. Hmm. I was thinking we could make this a bit of a stealth job, maybe an infiltration. That's what I was thinking. I am an assassin, after all. This is <laughs> what I do. Drop in unnoticed, sneak into the target, take them out. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to take us... Oh, well, on airship, what is, how is that different? If we can fit every single person on the airship that's supposed to be coming with us. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I think probably a couple of days. Well, we don't want to get there before the Red Ladies people uh, show up. Sure. I don't know. Do we want to make a fuss outside? I don't know. Like, make a, make a, a show version? of... Make a show of going in the forest one way and then... A few, uh, a few of us move in from a different direction. I'd be all for a diversion. Clears the way for us. Yeah. And I uh, got plenty of very shiny, loud, zealous brothers with me. Just as long as they don't uh They're more than willing anybody. to sacrifice themselves for St. Cuthbert. No, I mean as long as they don't kill civilians. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> did... did uh, uh, did the red lady say how many people she was sending in this container? Like, is it just like 12, 20? You think it's probably a sizable... I mean, her... She was fairly composed, um, and her reaction to Reverian when you guys saw her um, was pretty visceral. So you think that it, she wouldn't underestimate him, and she would send as many as she could spare. I mean, if we send the Cuthbertines with the red lady's people... Attacking from just picking a random direction here, like the north or something, right? Uh, we hang back with the airship, mm -hmm. and then uh, uh, the airship comes in loud to help them out. At that point, they'll basically what I'm thinking is first step is a force approaches. Mm -hmm. He sends out some stuff to go fight that, right? Maybe <clears throat> a, a, uh, if he has any guards or anything, or some kind of magic, like conjured, like. Force Hang or something. On. One second, Bryn. Just uh, making sure. Do you have any uh, safeguards in this room to prevent uh, conversations from being overheard? Uh, like scrying. Yeah, things like that. We've we've been uh, we've had a tail on us for a while, or so we believe, and uh, they've had a pretty easy way of not being detected by us. Sure. Um. We we took precautions when we built this place. Okay, it's. Uh, I mean, Lariel couldn't couldn't really. She could have come and gotten her her packet at one point, but she was. She said it would take her some time, presumably because of the safeguards on this place. All right. Okay. All right. Then we can. Then this is probably the best place to discuss the plan. Um. But I was thinking, step one: send a force on foot. They pull out a little bit of Averian's whatever he has. Yeah. Um, and then in comes the airship, and Reverian thinks, holy crap, and needs to send even more so to go deal with that. Bit, yeah. He'll show his hand a little more. Whatever he's held in reserve, he will <clears throat> use to counter the airship. And at that point, we approach from a different direction, hopefully to a relatively undefended area. Not right. from the sky? Not from the sky, no. How are so we going to get up there? It looks the like... Oh, I see. But I mean, like, if they're distracted by that third force, so like, oh shit, this has to be like the third wave, then we have the availability to attack the airship from, or attack the uh, fortress from above. 
Well, the third force would be the airship, wouldn't it? I thought you just said the, third, the second force is going to be the airship. Th- second force is the airship at the battle site that is the distraction. And then a smaller group of us go in oh, quiet. Oh, okay. Those of us who feel capable of taking Rufarian, I don't even know if that's any of us. Bryn? Hmm. Were you listening? <laughs> no, sorry. Sometimes I don't pay Well, attention. it's quite helpful with just trying to plot our entire battle no, plan. Um, I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. Um... I think the infiltration is probably the best route. I don't, I don't know what we could do for a distraction other than what you guys have said. Um, I'm not sure. And he's like staring off into the distance. Is Something every, wrong? Is everything right? all right? Uh, it's fine. Just sorry. Uh, I won't be able to help you guys. Oh, we right. understand. Yeah. That. I was wondering if you had, um, I mean, you could still be useful from afar um, with what contacts you have. I mean, you have the... I've reached out and and the Thieves Guild will be able to provide some backup. Um, But, uh, yeah. So what if the airship flew over the fortress to meet the force? And when it flies over, we we drop drop down stealthily. Yeah. Cover of Darkness, unfortunately, doesn't do a lot for us because elves. Right. So it really doesn't matter when it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Uh, I think that's the game. I yeah. mean, if you, if you really think that this airship will do this for you guys, you you trust the the captain, then. Gretlin, do we trust the captain? Of course, we trust the captain of all the people on the ship. Of course, we do. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. I mean, she's not an elf, so she would be an enemy of our enemy. Okay. I I just didn't know anything about this airship. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great airship. The the Valiant is is what it's called. Oh. And we made a friend or two on our travels, in addition to the stones. Didn't think we could get. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where should we keep the stones during this? That's a good question. Why not here? I I don't want... at the risk of overthinking, if we leave the stones somewhere and we send all we have to fight Reverian, he may use that opportunity to come in our back door and take the stones out from underneath us. Perhaps we can keep them in the temple. What if, what if we keep one on each of us and then the rest in, the, uh, in Bryn's safe? That way he's at least required to deal with us. Yeah. yeah, but if he deals with us and doesn't go for the other stones, we haven't, and all of us fall, he hasn't achieved his objective yet. Correct. All right. Maybe we should spread out the remaining stones as well, keep one in the temple, keep one here with Bryn, keep one elsewhere. It's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm we, with it. Where's a good safe place? We have, a, we have the celestial stone, right? We should, we should definitely give, those to the, <laughs> give that to the Cuthbertines. Like, Don't give them the infernal stone. They might try <laughs> to break it or something. <laughs> Sure. So you guys split the stones up. You give one to the temple and one to Bryn, and you hide one in Raven's Rest. And well, no, no. I think I think we want it under some kind of form of guard. So right. maybe just Bryn in the temple then, if that's the so only you give two and if that's, two. If that's the only yeah. safe place we have. Sure. Yeah. So you and do then that. one to each of us. Yep. And then one to each of you. Which one do I get? Which one do I get? Tell me. Tell me. Tell which, me. Which one do you want? What a fun one. Which ones do we have? 
Ooh, how about Arboria? You have great memories. Yeah, fucking Arboria really stone. Nobody liked Arboria. <laughs> I I remember it quite differently. Ah, you shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, how about fire? You like fire? I like fire. There the you go. Here's fire. I'll take Arboria. Fond memories. <laughs> <laughs> so many pretty flowers. Where are our horses? True. I just remember we lost them. Uh, they got taken from us. Mine didn't. No, wait, not yours. Your, your horse is still in Silver Silvery Moon. Moon. Still ah, in Silvery Moon. Oh, right. Shit. That's right. Okay. So That'll, that's a quest for oh, another poor day. Stormy. Ah. <laughs> um, She'll think I abandoned her. <laughs> um, you'll be crying, Rethlin? You'll be oh, Shut up. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> we. Assuming uh, that the Abyssal Stone is the linchpin of this entire plot, since it's the only one so far we've found with any positive thing well, written on it. I, I don't know. After like a careful uh, uh, consideration, I think the Abyss rising is about as bad as Mount Celestia falling. Mm. I don't think Abyss wants to rise. I think the Abyss wants to stay in the Abyss. True. <laughs> Where it belongs. Yeah, I'll, I'll take whatever stone. What, what do we have? You gave him fire. Yeah. Um, Trying to find some poetical meaning in it. No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll take. I'll take the abyss. It's the one I snatched. There it is. Good memories. <laughs> no, that darkness inside of you. If that's such a good idea. Mm. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Kreslin. That that Grunolfa guy was was strange. He's pretty insightful. It seemed to me. Oh, does that mean you have a little bit of a soft spot in you, Kreflin? Get that... your hand off me! <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm kind of itching to go. Yeah, I mean, I think we we should see if Andrew is willing to airdrop us in and try to figure out a method of airdrop. We need to figure yeah. that out. And Andrew's willing to uh, to fight to. Join she's our willing battle, to fight, so. but I don't know if she's willing. To act as a diversion, or I just feel like she should be informed of the plan. Oh, she will. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, and I don't know if there's a way to get word to the Red Lady that we know won't be caught, or we, should we go ahead and find her contingency and, and fill them in on the plan? I think uh, the Red Lady has ways of contacting her troops, so if we get uh, a message to her, okay. that ought to be fine. Yeah, we should make sure everyone's on board for the plan and figure out exactly when we're striking. Okay. Okay. Bryn, Bryn do you, how many people are you sending with us? Um, anyone, or, or do you have anyone who can like cast invisibility on all of us while we drop out of the airship? Anything like that? I mean, it's it's volunteer only. So, right. Whenever we are going to meet at the the airship, I'll have I'll have people there for you guys. Okay. Do it's, we know how long the journey is from um, the high forest to where we're going? If they're traveling by foot or horses or carriage or whatever, it'll probably be mm, a month. But if they're traveling by magical means, it could be a lot quicker. Okay. Uh, I guess the first step, thing to do is to contact the Red Lady, figure yeah. out a, a day with which her people can march from, what, we want to stick with the north? Yes, I okay. think so. So we're going to try and get in contact with her. Um if there's a like a possible secure magical means like scrying or something to get in contact with her like instantaneously, that'd be ideal. But like the connection would have to be secure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 
write a letter to her and it gets there and then she sends you back a packet with a long range sending stone. Oh, all right. So, uh, isn't that lovely? Yeah, so you have one half of a pair of sending stones. And so we're going to coordinate. Um, do, so do we know when her troops are going to be able to get there? Yeah, so uh, based on when they left, which was almost immediately after she received her first letter, mm-hmm. uh, they'll probably be there in about a week and a half. So like a 10 day. Okay. So we'll plan. So if the airship journey is going to be three days, you said? Two days, three days? Uh, yeah, about three days, two, two and a half, three days. All right, we'll leave in another week. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll be marshalling and supplying and uh, doing whatever other preparations we need to do. Yeah, we have enough money in the adventuring funds. Perhaps we should buy some potions. Potions. And perhaps some, uh, some incendiary devices. Oh, bombs, yeah, yeah, for diver- the diversion. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the airship should be armed to the tooth so that it can actually assist. Um, Preferably, eh? Yeah, and, and basically pull those guys out of the fire because I'm assuming whatever Reverian sends at them will be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems good. This seems good. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys go and buy some potions sure, yeah. and some, you know, some of them are dragon breath and some of them you throw and they explode, and some of them are health potions, and um, you stash Do them all. Do not get the... them mixed up. <laughs> uh, I am also going to use uh, my little assassin, my new assassin ability to create an identity over this week. I'm going to get all like the paperwork and, and uh, character together for like some kind of uh, elf noble uh, demagogue type. Uh, a supremacist in case I need to go among the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, is How long does it take to get a weapon? I guess there's not... I mean, if I have to, how much? How long does it take to get a new weapon proficiency? A long time. A long time, cool. <laughs> um, when, they, when they all scatter to go buy potions and stuff, um, I, I stay back with Bryn for a moment. Sure. Uh, Bryn, can I ask you a strange question? Sure. Um, there was this creature, this humanoid thing that we ran into in the the labyrinth or the vault between uh, underneath Lariel's manor. Okay. He called himself Grundlefug. Okay. Do you know what he is or who he is? He seemed to be living in the room that was the forest. The room that's a forest. Uh, it was directly below the room with the mirrors. A forest? It's not a forest. It, um, well, what did you put in that room? Um, I mean, I guess you could call, if you called Shambling Mounds forest, but, I mean, not really. Shambling Mounds? Yeah, like mounds of, of vines and that basically come to life and try to eat you. Okay, so that's what he was referring to when he said he touched the place up. Um, it's no longer Shambling Mounds. Uh, he turned it into a forest full of sprites, kind of mischievous uh, trickster sprites. Okay. I, I don't know what... This is, this is what, what we came across, um, and the sprites led us to him, and um, he seemed somewhat insightful of the party, uh, and he used his... 
heart sense to uh, make sure that we were good people before he let us continue on. Okay. Um, that none of this... I mean, there are beings like that that I've heard of. I've never met one that I know of. Okay. Well, apparently one took residence in, under the manor. Uh, how he got there is not as important to me as... Uh, he mentioned sensing... A, he put it as a darkness in me. Um, and the reason I'm ask, talking to you about this is he said it was similar to the darkness in you that he sensed. Okay. Um, well, dar- darkness in me. I mean... You have any idea what this Grunelfug might have been talking about? I mean, was he just talking about magic? Uh, maybe. I, I'm i not sure. He simply said that I was a good person, but he sensed a little darkness in me and that I, in his words, needed to check it. Needed <laughs> to check it. Okay. Um, well, I mean... I think you're a good person. Has something been going on? I mean, did something happen? No. <laughs> Nothing specific has happened <laughs> as of yet. Okay. Uh, I just, uh, I was just wondering if maybe there was something you, you would know just since he apparently lumped us together uh, in that, that category. Okay. You, well. Uh, your, your magic is... Not, not of a dark nature? <laughs> it's uh, not necessarily dark. Uh, my magic isn't learned or inherent. It's um, given to me by being more powerful than I am. Oh, um, how, how do you get this magic from this being? <laughs> oh, I asked for it. Ah, and it just gave it to you? Yeah. No strings attached? None yet. None yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there's... I, I'm sorry. This is probably a, a personal line of questioning. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can leave you alone if you don't want to. No, it's fine. I'm not doing anything else, as you can tell. What's going on? I... When I was a child... Let <laughs> <laughs> start at the beginning here. I was born. Um, I, I came across a, a book, a journal... Okay. And it seemed to belong to a bard. Uh, Bards generally have journals. Yeah, and it was a, it, it talked of his tales throughout the lands, the people he met, and the things he learned from those people. Um, by reading this journal, I have learned most of my magic. There's some spells that I've picked up along the way just by uh, conversing with people myself. Um, but most of my magic came from this book. Okay. I've... Never really questioned it, but now I'm starting to wonder if maybe this book isn't just a journal from left behind by some bard. I don't know. Did you try? Did, I, did you try to identify it? I did identify it. It's as old as I am. It was created by magic almost exactly when I was born. Hmm. Um. I mean, that does seem convenient, but I don't necessarily mean that. That's It may not be nefarious. It's definitely not what I thought it was. (laughs) Okay, so do you want me to take it and put it somewhere so you can't have it anymore, or...? No, I'm not saying that. I mean, like you said, it might not be nefarious. I just want to know what I'm dealing with here. And I thought maybe... Why don't you ask the book if you think it's 
magic or like controlling you or something. Well, it's not, it's not controlling me. <laughs> I, I make my own decisions. Um, but you think just talking to a, a I, I mean, I guess there's, there's logic in that. Yeah. Well, this has been a great talk, Brynn. I'm going to go. <laughs> Are you you're sure you're okay? Um, yeah, no. I'll, I'll let you know what comes of me talking to the journal. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if it's not too much to ask, could you not talk to anyone else about this? For now, okay. yeah. Thanks. And uh, I leave and go find us secret place to talk to a journal. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I sit down with the journal. Open to the page where I wrote Oberon Delgado. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Hello, journal. <laughs> uh, is there some entity in control of you? Nothing happens? Nothing seems to happen. I dip my quill in some ink. And I write hello with a question mark underneath my name. Nothing seems to happen. I hate this journal now. (laughs) (laughs) I I spend the rest of my time talking at the journal. Okay. I don't know if that means if it comes anything. Spend the rest of your time. No, I spend like days, weeks, months. No, like I I guess I spend like the next like thirty minutes before people start asking where the hell is over on. Uh, asking the journal variously, like, to be like, is there anyone in there? Hello, can you hear me? You apparently were born at the same time I was. That's crazy, right? <laughs> is there anything in there? <laughs> My name is Oberon Delgado. I'm a Turkish gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, wait. I do at one point say, My name is Hoban Bay Basin. Okay. Anything happen for that? A voice comes from behind you. Fuck! (laughs) Well, I know that's not true. We've started lying now? I turn around. There's nobody there. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say something to get your attention. Oh, Oberon. It comes from a different direction in the room. I look that way? Nope, nothing's there. Great. (laughs) You've always had my attention. Uh... You know my name. Uh, what's your? Are, am I speaking to Hoban right now? You're so cute. <laughs> Hoban Bay Basin isn't a real person. Ah, okay. Disconcerting to learn. Um, Hold for a second. Where are you? I'm probably in my room at Raven's Rest. Okay. <laughs> that would be my secret place, I guess. <laughs> or I could have rope tricked up into my own little area. That's actually probably what I would have done if I was looking for a really secret place. In Raven's Rest? Oh, yeah. I would have rope tricked up above uh, it, it, in Raven's Rest. Can you hear things from we, outside we talked, rope trick? We yep. talked out of them, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, if you guys were at Raven's Rest, I wouldn't have done it at Raven's Rest. I assumed you were out at Market. <laughs> sure. Sure we were. <laughs> okay, so you're not Hoban Bay Basin. He never existed. Um, who, who are you? Well, you can call me Hoban if you want. They'd rather call you by your real name. Oh, but names are so important. They're so powerful. Why Why would I just give it away? Uh, well, out of a sense of sporting fairness, uh, I have no idea who or what I'm dealing with, and you know everything about me. 
Apparently, you've watched me since I was about 12. Yeah, let's go with 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've known me since birth. Let's go with that. You see, Oberon Delgado, you're, you're destined for great things. Or at least I hope you are, seeing as how I've invested all this time and energy and magic into creating this huge thing going all around you. What? Uh, of course, all you've learned is a rope trick, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, you've been walking around, introducing yourself. Hi, I'm Oberon Delgado. Nice to meet you. You just give away your name, giving it to everybody. Everyone knows it. And that's a piece of information that I can definitely use. To what ends? Oh, those are my ends. You just are doing me a service, and in return, look at all I've given you. Time with your mother. You You found a teacher to teach you how to be a gladiator. You found Crethlin. He had to fight with someone. You broke it up. You magically found exactly what you were looking for everywhere you were going. Did you think you were that lucky? So you've been twisting fate to my end? Well, I'd like to think they're my ends, but uh, something like that. I'd encourage you to just keep on doing what you're doing. I'll help you when you need it. I would prefer to know who I'm dealing with. Uh, Otherwise, maybe I've learned everything I need to learn from the journal. I mean, sure, let's go with that. But uh, I don't know that I would fight me, seeing as how I've designed your entire life. I don't need to fight you. Oberon Delgado. I can just not utilize your gifts anymore. No, that's fine. They definitely won't come back to, I don't know, bite your friends in the ass. Anyway, it's great talking. Let's do it again sometime. I go, hold on. I need to know, I want to know who you are. You can give me that much. If my whole life has been a marionette game for you, uh, the least I can know is who's pulling the strings. There's no answer. I climb out of my rope trip <laughs> area and put the journal in my backpack and uh, don't join the rest of the group. Who is Oberon Delgado? Do you, uh, do you by any chance leave your room? No, I'm sitting in my room. Okay. You gotta be extra sneaking. Uh, in a few minutes, you hear a knock on your door. Who is it? It's uh, Darren. Come on in. I open the door. Yeah, about 15 minutes ago, I knocked on the front door. Didn't answer. I hope you don't mind. I, I let myself in. I wanted to maybe talk to you about um, the plan, but I sounded like you were doing something in your room. Uh, yeah, something. Just more research, you could call it. It was, you were, who were you, you talking out loud? Researching out loud? Yeah. In a manner of speaking. Uh, what did you want to talk about with the plan? I just, you know, wanted to make sure we had all the details straight. Uh, I was talking about, um, getting invisibility, thinking about a way to get down, uh, from the airship. Maybe a way to, uh, work our way into the... What were you researching? 
<laughs> Magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, find any uh, invisibility spells? I mean, I know invisibility. I just didn't want to use up what magic I had in the day to cast it on everybody. What about uh, some kind of um, way to get down, uh, to, to fall like a feather, as it were? I don't know feather fall, unfortunately. I can misty step myself. That's real helpful. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can uh, movable rod my way on down. <laughs> but, uh, so there is a spell we could use, huh? Well, invisibility. We and featherfall. Yes, there's a spell called featherfall. I don't know it. I don't know how to use it. But presumably there's... Could I've, we get scrolls? I've heard scrolls, maybe even potions of uh, imbued with that magic. Good. All right. Well, good talk. Good talk, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> I look over my shoulder as I leave Raven's Rest. I sit there in silence. Cool. <laughs> that was neat. So Spooky. <laughs> Too spooky for me. So yeah, uh, any other preparations before the big day? Yeah, I was uh, going to get some stuff for the ship, because we got to get some stuff for the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I would know, having spent the time on there, what they have. What do they have in terms of, like, weapons and shit? They have a couple ballistas and, um, not really much else. I mean, airships aren't necessarily attacked very often. Okay. Um, you think that you could probably, like, throw stuff off the side and yeah. things like that, hmm. but... Does everybody on the ship have a weapon? Is there an armory? Uh... Everybody but like Welby and Cade. Um and uh you've already bought some potions f- right. to to drop down. Uh they're like bombs and incendiaries and shit like that that I can get. Um black powder's really uncommon and very unstable. Hmm. Um there's an island in the far south that's completely devoted to the mining and sort of uh, production of black powder. Um, But you don't have time to necessarily get there. You might be able to find a little bit of it, but not enough that, and you haven't really experienced a lot of that. I mean, you're more experienced with like um, catapults and like Roman candles and things like that rather than like explosive devices. Okay. There's only one place I ever go, so I'll go back there. I'm going to go see the Smiths. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go in the front door this time, because I have a good feeling there's going to be somebody in the actual shop. Okay. There is. Yay! Who is it? It's the guy who's Black always Black inside. Uh, I have it. Black, Black on. on, yeah. Black on! How are you doing, lad? Hello. Back again. Need some wee weapons and one more slightly larger weapon. All right. Anything specific? I'm thinking a small dagger and like a slingshot or a sling or small axe. Well, I for a child, a wee wee child. Um, well, there's daggers over there. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't really make not metal weapons. Any metal ranged weapons I could look at? Um, well. There's like a crossbow. Oh, a wee crossbow. Um, no. Hmm. Well, fine, fine. Uh, I'll take two. Oh, look at those tiny, adorable wee little daggers over there. I want those two. Okay. 
And then have you anything with like a chain that would be slightly longer? Um, like a morning star? Or something of the like, eh? Well, here's a morning star. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. It's heavy. No, it's it's not bad. It'll hurt when it hits. (laughs) That's what I'm counting on, lad. Uh, is it too heavy for me? Is it a martial weapon? Is it a... It's a martial weapon. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And, um... Gee. And no other ranged weapons other than, like, a crossbow or... Not, not a tiny one. Uh, what about a larger one? Oh, well, there's, like, spears and, um, other things like that. Or a crossbow. <laughs> Do you have crossbows though? Is that? Yeah, we're trying to make them because we haven't quite figured it out yet as mm. far as how to work the metal into the into the bow part. Ah. But it's okay because we have some wood because <laughs> of handles. Question: uh, Do you have like an industrial-sized one that can shoot a large projectile? Like a ballista? Sure. No. No. But I could make one. And how long would that take you, lad? Um, I don't know. I've never made one before. Hmm. But it could... It could be all right. Depends on how long it takes to make the parts. Do you think you could do it within a week? No. <laughs> uh, well, lad, I'll take these three things, and mm, I suppose we'll have to be in discussion because we're leaving in a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Okay. Right. Some. Some monies. Um. And he starts counting on his fingers. <laughs> um. I guess that's twenty-two gold, please. Mm. Be careful with that shiny one. The dagger with the li- the little one. Uh, the the little little one. Yeah. Hey, where's that? It's it's funny. And I look at it. What's funny about it? Well, I didn't make it funny, but when you hit things with it, sometimes it does other things like moving on its own. It's kind of like a door. Oh, I've heard. Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean, but I suppose I'll take a look at it, lad. You bought a ghost knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's 20 gold. There you are, lad. How is that wine I left here last time? Oh, it was really good. Go well for dinner, then. Yeah, the wife drank most of it. <laughs> she seems like a joy. She is. Well, next time I'm in town, uh, let's not make it a business meeting. Let's do something a little bit more social. I know quite a few ends. Okay. Good. <laughs> Lacon, you're a good friend to me. I like you too, person that I remember the name of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You do well, remember the name. <laughs> the name is Kratlin, and I know you knew that. I 
I did. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> well, I will yes. see you, hopefully, uh, when I return from something uh, that I have to do. Most people have things to do and then they come back. <laughs> or don't. It's very fickle. You're deeper than I first thought you were. <laughs> well, I am pretty tall. <laughs> uh, last question. Is there anybody um, that you know of that carries already built ballista uh, that you have a good relationship that you wouldn't mind? Mm, well... I think most of those people would be down at the port to put them on the ships they go on. Aye, well, that is something I will have to check out. Thank you very much, lad. Which direction is the port? Um, downhill towards mm. the river. I will find it somehow. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> Thank you, Captain, and we will talk soon. I have, like... Fist bump him a little bit, he probably... He punches you. Ah! (laughs) Strong! (laughs) Of course. And he walks out the door. Okay. I got them all, guys. My morning stuff. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look for any place where I can get potions or scrolls of Featherfall. Uh, Roll investigation. Thirteen. Okay, you find a place. Oh. Roll Arcana. Jeez, oh, uh, eighteen. Hey. Um, the potion of Featherfall that they give you. You just the one. You know that it's not really potion of Featherfall. So what? What, what is this? <laughs> what are you trying to? It's it's a potion of Featherfall. Trying to, trying to hustle? Oh. You trying to hustle me? Uh, n- no. If I mean, no. It's, that's magic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you mind taking this uh, to a high place and uh, taking it for a test drive? I mean, if you want to waste it on that, I'll watch you, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not who's test driving it. I mean, I'll just take it back if you want, if you're not interested. Well, if you're not interested in giving me you know, a fine product, I'm probably not interested in buying it. Now am I? All right. I'll take it back. Now give me something that really is a potion of Featherfall. He offers you the same vial. Come on! Uh, no no good business, no good honest business people in this city anymore, you know? <laughs> That's it. All right, I leave. <laughs> it, you Thinking back, it seems suspicious that he just is like, has a cart of colored vials <laughs> of stuff, and it's not like a shop front. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna um, I guess I will uh, I'll text my red lady friend <laughs> sending stone see if she's got anybody what knows feather fall and then I'll also ask Bryn if he's got any uh, invisibility and feather fall the spells I'm looking for um, well he definitely knows invisibility feather fall is not something that's in, in his purview Oh, Brent, like Bryn? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know a guy? <laughs> I know a lot of guys, but I don't... I mean, they're not particularly magical. Ah, gonna have to buy an umbrella, I guess. <laughs> uh, Bankard, are you doing anything before we get underway? Um, 
I'm going to I'm going to stop by uh see Ruth real quick. Say goodbye. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a knock just uh the door opens. Uh Bankard. Uh hi. I wasn't expecting you here. My I'm, dad's not here. I I I know. I uh he's out getting stuff. I uh <laughs> we're we're getting ready to leave and uh I just wanted to stop by and say goodbye, and uh, if I make it back, I would like to see you again. Well, really I... Really enjoyed our time we spent together. It wasn't bad. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, just not bad, huh? Well, Girl's going to have some get... secrets. <laughs> well, just wait till I get back, and he winks. All right, you take care of my dad, okay? Yeah, don't worry. He's saved he his seems... ass more than once. <laughs> and I appreciate it, but he seems a little off. Just keep an eye on him. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And uh Swear to Cuthbert can't find a good potion vendor in this town for the life of Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What an uh-huh. unexpected surprise. <laughs> Hello, Ruth. Hey, Dad. There you are. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure you've been looking for me all over. <laughs> I just thought I would check here. Uh, yes. You know. What was it you wanted to see me about? Ah, uh, you know, I was searching for so long, I think I forgot. Yeah, that tends to happen. <laughs> well, see you oh, later, man. Any uh, <laughs> luck finding those potions? No, no, no honest people in this town <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Really difficult to find someone who isn't a snake. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, sounds pretty rough. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> want some help finding? Nope. Potion? <laughs> are, are you sure? You can, uh... If you can find them, you're welcome to it. But I'm done with these vendors. Done, you hear me? Done. <laughs> done, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I'll keep it. <laughs> what was that? What? What? Nothing. Oh, Dad, would you oh, I actually? You. Um, I, I brought home a chicken, but I haven't actually plucked it yet. Would you mind, really quick, because you're so good with a knife? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pluck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she walks over and gives you like a peck on the cheek while he's not looking, and then closes the door. Chicken's the only thing that's left in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Bank, Bankard smiles and uh, walks back to his place for getting stuff together. <laughs> uh, can we go back to Crethlin? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Crethlin land... Crethlin's heading back <laughs> down uh, to the docks. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a ballista. Does he see one? Uh, yeah, right next to the cannons at the... The firing station. <laughs> Ooh, the firing station. That sounds like fun. Uh, so I walk up to, is it like, is it like a, what, what, what is it? It's not a shop. Is it just like where they have all the, it's, already... yeah, it's like a supply yard for a the supply. ships. So is there somebody who looks like they're in charge? Anna's walking around with a clipboard. Anna! <laughs> what, do you just deal with all of the transportation in this city? Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> right you are. Um, do you, listen, do you think that one of these might be available for purchase? Either a ballista or one of these fine, round, giant 
what, what the hell are these? They're new. I'm not really sure, but people are really excited about it. Yeah, what do they do? Um, I don't know. They're, they're weapons, I think. I don't know. Why would you want to put such a heavy thing on a ship? I don't know, but there you are. Well, a uh, uh, heavy thing like that probably has no place on a flying ship anyway, so I have no interest. But what about this here? And he taps the nearest ballista. <laughs> yes! Look how far that's going. Oh, I need me one of these. Um, well, you're going to pay for that one, right? What? It was an accident. I just tapped it. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. Why was it loaded? Why was it loaded <laughs> and set? I'm not going to be trying to fight off an invasion or something. Come on. Safety first. Know how to pack your weapons. I'll go. I'll go see what I can do. I'm supposed to charge anybody who does that. Oh. Well, I would appreciate it. Anna. She comes back. Old she friend. walks away. She, <laughs> she comes back. Okay, so you don't have to you don't have to pay for the one that you shot into the city and hopefully didn't kill anybody with. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but if so, if you want to buy one, you're gonna have to buy it at full price. What's the full price? So it's three hundred and twenty-eight gold, mm-hmm. um, and then the installation is another fifteen, mm-hmm. and then the service is going to be another twenty-five. And the that's service for the... isn't included with the installation. N- no, well, the installation is a one-time service, mm-hmm. whereas you know, then there's like the yearly checkup, so things like that don't happen it's when people just like, mm. yeah. And how much is that? Considered one? ballista insurance. <laughs> Sorry? And how much is that then? Oh, that's 25 a year. 25 a year? Yeah. But I'd just pay the initial 25 for this year, right? There's no upcharges for being the first purchase. And Well, you can always upgrade next year, and then you won't have to pay for the service because <laughs> you'll have paid for the new installation. Anna, because you are such a good friend, I am not going to yell at you in front of all these people <laughs> about how fucking stupid that is. <laughs> and instead, I will pay you the full price of this ballista just because I like you so much. I like you too. Thank it's not that even, you know, it's not that often when you see a mountain dwarf, so. It isn't, is it? Is it that hard? See, she's. <laughs> so, um. So it's 321 plus the 10 plus, which was the installation, and then the service fee, which is 25. So that's like... Uh, 356, yes. Y- yes. I was going to write it down, but then my pencil's broken. <laughs> well, I'm a treasurer, so I've dealt with a lot of money. Hi. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I'm pulling it from the Adventurers Fund. I'll probably just tell you guys about it later because I'm assuming you know, yeah. we're cool. <laughs> we're cool, right? We're cool. All right. <laughs> um, so, do you think that at a weight rating, two of these would be too much? Um, what what kind of ship are you for putting? the Valiant? Oh, I think probably. I mean, they've already got three. They've got three ballistae in there. Yeah. I could always do with one more. <laughs> so they have one for each side? Yeah, so it's got the one on the front, mm-hmm. on the prow. The bow? Yes. I'm not really good with the whole ship thing. And then there's... It's, you just work with every ship that goes through a town. Sure, no, I understand. And then there's one on each side, but there's not one in the back. 
Well, we need one for the back. Mm -hmm. Are there any uh, smaller versions of these giant... What did you call them? You didn't even... What what are they? You just said they were new. Oh. Oh, the the metal things? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't really know what they're called. I don't... I haven't actually gotten the price sheet for them yet. Sure, but have you seen any, like, little ones? No. Not that far along, then, are we? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from the future. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, I'll go ahead and pay you for this one. Can we start getting it installed installed into the Valiant as quickly as possible? Sure, we'll get that um, going today. Perfect. Anna, you're a treasure. (laughs) You too. Thank you. You. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other soon for the takeoff. Okay. Goodbye. Now. Bye. I'm going to walk away from you. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm all set. I think we are set for everything. We got potions. We got new. Bullets. Yeah. What, what potions did we end up getting for the group? Um, Goodbye, kiss. Uh. So you got um, basically potions of dragon's breath, um, which uh you can actually drop in the force will make them sort of explode and fire. Um, you got some health potions, just the regular four D four plus four. Um, you picked up eight of those. And then, um, you picked up, um, some Andrea actually picked up some larger glass vials that, um, she put, uh, oil into, uh, so she could light them on fire and drop them. Okay, so everybody packs on to the ship, I guess, and um, flies away. Moving out. Here we go. Um, So the ship takes off with um, your 12 Pally friends from St. Cuthbert, um, and then uh, a number of... You're not really sure how many Thieves Guild people, because they're all They're always tough to kill. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then you've got the crew of the Valiant, and um, and then the elves that you're going to meet. How many of those? Oh, we don't know. Yeah. And do we get anything from the uh, city guard by any chance? Oh, uh, yeah. There are um, seven city guard. Did they make up some of those manacles? They actually all have some, and they brought some extras as well. Nice. Yay! How many for each of us? Two. Yay! We all have two somatic manacles. Somatic. Oh yeah, that's what I'm calling them. What's all the all the like Cuspertine paladins S-O-M-A-T. are singing. Yeah, well, the component Cuthbert that is gospel. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the component Instead that of it sea shanties. The component that it hinders air shanties. Yeah. Sky shanties. Uh, the component that it hinders is uh, somatic components. So. Okay. Cool. Um, and as you guys fly off into the distance, that is where we will end for today. All right. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons & Dragons are trademarks of Wizards of the Coast, LLC, a subsidiary of Hasbro. Go to dnd.com.
www.wizards.com to find out more.